Well, it's still great. It's nice when things measure up to your expectations. It's still the best wrestling entertainment hour on the planet, in my view. Yes, of course, this is Memphis Wrestling that I am talking about. And um, it's great this week as well because what you've got are big angles coming to fruition, but you've also got other angles that are simmering and that will come to the boil. And they've done this so well, Dostar and Maria and the rest of the team, that they can show us during this hour what they've got planned out for the next three weeks. That is how good it is. So they've woven in the guests, they're culminating in the anniversary show, but they're giving us three weeks of special events. It's great work. It's just really well done. It's simmering beautifully. They're adding new stuff all the time. They're bringing in new people. I really enjoy spending time with those with those wrestlers. I really like those angles. They really got it going on at the moment. Now, first of all, this week we had the posse. We're not allowed in the building because they created, did they say £5,000 worth of damage last week? And that's what the uh, the young goats said. And But they only broke up a, a bench. As I said last week, it must be inlaid with jewels and with with gold leaf for it to cost that much. Surely, maybe materials are very expensive in the Memphis territory and region. Anyway, they're not allowed to get in, but they've got something cooking up because they talk to each other. We don't see what happens in this programme, but I'm sure they're going to be involved in this special three weeks. Next, we've got the, the really interesting women's championship picture with um, Nyla Rose being part of that, working with Skylar, and um, they're going to be fighting the champion, Heather Monroe, and Amber Rodriguez. It's a good match, this, actually. It's, re- it's really good. And even an advert in the middle of it doesn't really, or several adverts, actually, doesn't really stymie. Yes, I'm going to use the word stymie. It's S-T-Y-M-I-E. That's correct. You can look it up. doesn't really stymie the overall excellence of it. Early on, we've got... Um, Amber Rodriguez being handled by uh, by Nyla, but hitting a good enziguri, and then being stopped in her tracks by a sidewalk slam, and then a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker, just to put an exclamation mark or point, if you're in the US, on that barrage. There is a very nice Skylar knee and a running neckbreaker to, uh, to Heather Monroe, and then immediately a Nyla Rose leg drop. Blimey, there's no getting away from that, is there? But... We have Amber being the nefarious heel that she is, and she does this really well. She's kind of been not pushed to the top of the pile as I thought she should. Skylar's been chosen for that, and that's fair enough. But I want to see Amber get some stuff as well. She um she smacks Skylar from the outside, as you might expect her to. Those two do have previous. Yes, remember the false nail being pulled off on the eyelash? It's oh, <laughs> a really good angle, that. Now, we have a break for a Sonic's patty melt, not a panty melt, as I told you before. That would be something that you wouldn't be able to sit down comfortably with and eat your patty melt. Now, back in the ring, there's a kind of stump puller 
by Amber. She's standing on Skylar's hair and pulling her arms. I like that. I miss the stub puller. I don't do it. I don't think I've seen it regularly since Big Bully Boosick in the WWF. Remember that? I am old, very, very old. Then there's a double DDT on Nyla. That's great. And a double cover, which she kicks out of. She really has the power. There are some heather knees to Nyla's face and um, a very nice kind of amber package bomb to Skylar. It's lovely, actually. They try to superplex Nyla because Skylar is Nyla and Skylar. There's a nice little ring to it, that, because Skylar's out of the ring. Uh, but there is, after they can't superplex her because she's so powerful and big, there's a very nice Death Valley driver on Heather and a... Really, when Skylar gets into the ring, she she asks if she can finish this off. Well, she's well. Um, well, I think it's is it is it it's Heather who's being held. The champion's being held. There's a lovely Skylar roundhouse kick. She gets off her feet and she gets full extension. It looks extraordinary, actually. Now, once again this week, we can't hear the microphone by the desk, and that's a shame. I have to turn that. I have to turn that up, really. First of all, we've got uh, Thrifty Man, where a man can dress nice for a less price. Now, I'm wondering whether, low price, there might have been another um, company who were saying, well, our prices are lower than yours. We're super Thrifty Man or something like that. So they said, well, it's less price than general. I don't mind, though. It's just, just my thoughts. And then we've got Jet's Pizza. I would love to win free pizza for the year. And I want anchovies on every single one of those free pizzas. Okay, this is a really good deal as well, actually. What they've done is, it's quite interesting, because Austin Lane, best of the best, and from pillar to... from the, There's a rope with a pillar around it, and then, you've, and then you post them in... Ring to... And, and, oh, whatever, he's the best of the best. And because he'll be fighting Brett... Every rose has found... Michaels, in the... Uh, for the Heritage title... At the anniversary show, they're doing a thing which is, they don't really explain, but I really like, which is a, a, a sort of beat the clock thing. So Austin's going to come out first and face one of the members of the Martin, um, Jay Smooth and Cross Trio team up. And then Brett's going to come out and do the same. And they're going to be, they're going to be competing against the clock. I don't know what they win. They don't win anything apart from face. They say they, they win, well, they, you say save face. They're not really saving face for anything. They win kudos, respect. I don't know. Uh, anyway, they win something, which is which is not really readily apparent. But I like the idea. Austin Lane first. He comes out with with Matt, and he's he's facing Martin first. And uh, and Martin's no slouch, you know. But early on, Austin comes straight in. He's got to go quickly for this one. It's two big kicks and gets two long two counts immediately. Then Smooth hits him from the outside because that nefarious heel, but like Amber, will do that sort of thing. Yes, and a fantastic Martin DDT as Austin Lane comes through the top and middle ropes to try and spear him. That's beautiful. Then he just adds to that with a really smooth, ha-ha, Double arm DDT. Beautiful. Boston A comes back with a very, very, uh, it's a very low snap German suplex, which it really adds some torque on it, actually. And then Michaels comes out with a precious sign. 
Martin gets distracted, of course, walks straight into the STF for the tap. And I think it was three minutes or something, three minutes and something. So then we got Michaels versus Jay Smooth. And um, Austin Lane comes to commentate, asking what time he's got. Uh, Jay Smooth immediately thinks, I'll spoil your party. He bails. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, indeed. And then um, Austin Lane comes out because Martin's got a chair, takes the chair from him, hits a lariat, and then um, or he gets a lariat from, um, from Brett Michaels, and then Brett hits the lariat on Smooth, who's the legal man, for the pin. I don't think we actually find out who won. Dostan, who won that, that, that beat the clock challenge? I don't, I can't remember hearing it, but I could be wrong. And I was really concentrating, as I am with Memphis most weeks. And afterwards, Austin gives Michael some respect and a very intense promo, which is really nicely done. It's going to go well, this match. I'm looking forward to it. And after the kind of nose-to-nose stuff last week where I thought, are they losing respect for each other? And is Austin pushing that lack of respect? They seem to be working with each other this week, and that's nice. And what Austin is doing is he's got a very nice little line, which is, I don't want anything to get in the way of you being ready for next week, because I want the best that you can be. Michaels, of course, is thinking every rose has its thought. No, he's not thinking that. But, you know, that's the, the line that Austin is, um, is giving us. And it's a really interesting one. Okay. After we have a Walker Hayes, the Reverend Walker Hayes, moody promo, very moody. And we're going to have more of those, I'm sure. We've got the Cobra Cup final, which is Mike Anthony versus Colton Cage. Who's your money on? Yes, me too. It doesn't go long, this, and that's the right thing, because early on, Cage tries to get the jump on Anthony, who won't have any of that, drives him into the ring post. Anthony's getting the chance, which Dustin points out is a bit odd, because he's not usually a fan favourite, but then neither is Colton Cage. There's a lovely Colton Cage in Zaguri, and then a huge, mass, a, a massive, huge crossbody off the top. He gets so much air, he almost misses Mike Anthony. Jimmy Blaylock's out at this point, making notes... So maybe the Hollywood Horror Show are done. Are done. Hooray! Jackson Crowley on his own. Excellent. Then we get a really nice German suplex. We don't just get one. It was so good they named it twice. And then again. And again. Five time. Five time. Five time. Five time. Five, five time. German suplexes. See, I did it five times. Dostan, you didn't. When you, when you announced Booker T. I did it three. Anyway. Five lovely German suplexes and then really a gator feet, which I think looks just like Mikey's finishing manoeuvre, for the win. It didn't last long, as I said, and it's right that Mike Anthony is big duck as the nasty, uncompromising, winning wrestler that he is. He won't shake King Cobra's hand at the end. Wouldn't expect him to. Takes the cup and now he's got a dream ticket. Oh, yes. So... All those champions, got to be a bit worried about this. Now, here's the ad I was talking about earlier. It's uh, Terence Ward at the Memphis Wrestling Control Centre. We haven't had that before. It's got a big television screen here. And he, he takes us through the three weeks. It's great that they're doing this. The first week, they've got the Young Goats versus the Posse. They're being allowed back in the building to be beaten all over the building to give the tag team titles back to go again. 
I suspect. Then we've got EJ Sparks coming, which is great. I've seen him in uh, Hollywood Wrestling, and uh, all wrestling from Hollywood, and it's great that he's in Memphis, coming back. And the second week, we have Skyler and Heather Monroe, for all the other way around, really, because Heather Monroe's the champ, for the women's title. Mickey James will be there, and we've got Gresham and Aldis. Oh yes, they'll be wrestling good guests, that. And the third week, we've got Mikey versus Kay Toomer. They're really bigging Mikey up here. Quite right, too. And you've also, of course, got the Austin Lane and Brett Michaels Heritage Championship. Well, Michaels and Lane, really, because it's not like a, um, some kind of comedy duo. And now, Michaels and Lane. I don't think it'll be like that when they fight, mind you. But that's great that they've got the three weeks planned out. That's what good booking can do for you. And we finish off with what's really an angle, but it's Rhino out with Tiger Joe. Rhino shouting, who's the man? Um, I don't think you're gonna like the answer. Anyway, they both give good quick promos. And then we've got Derek coming out with less of a crown than usual. A small black crown, which looks very good actually. Early on, or right at the beginning of the match actually, Rhino grabs a chair. So. Derek gets a tennis racket, as Dustin says, where's, De- where's Jim Cornette when you need him? Where'd you get that tennis racket from? Did someone bring it to the Wrestle Centre because they were going to, to have a few games later on, on the way back, or what? I, don't, I have no idea. Anyway, this had some good action in it, including a rhino belly to back suplex on the apron. Now, Derek's able to punch to get Rhino down, which doesn't often happen, but Tiger Joe trips him, of course. Derek chases him and walks straight into a gore, gore. Well, well, there's only one, but you have to do it three times, don't you? Gore. There you go. And then Joe tells Rhino that he wants a pile driver. Now, that's banned, and the referee's telling us, it's banned, you can't do it here. I'm not quite sure Rhino is really concerned about the intricacies of that. So he does give him the pile driver. Joe's not finished. He takes his collar off. Yeah, it was a ruse all along. And he wants another one. So Derek takes another quite nasty pile driver. There's a bit of a jump in there as well, you know. And he leaves, he's left in the middle of the ring with the with the collar on him and a stuffed tiger. Oh, you little one, but you know. That was a really good hour of wrestling. It did go by in the blink of an eye. Oh yes. And they really had great angles. And you can finish with that angle. Not a great wrestling match, but a great angle because they are producing such good ones. They've got it all planned out for the next week. And this promotion, Memphis Wrestling, has got it all going on. This is how you do it. And I can't wait to see what happens in these next three weeks. And I don't think I can say that about any other wrestling promotion. Except UKW, maybe. But in America, that's not the case. Well done, Memphis. Blooming marvellous. Ta-ta.